0: Today, we're going to be talking about financial wellness and things that you can do to improve your financial situation, maybe get out a little bit of debt if you're in any of that and some other topics around just this overarching theme of financial wellness. I brought on Ty Grady today and he's an expert in finance and helping people improve their finances and get out of debt and just have a better situation financially. So Ty, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast today.
1: Hello, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to join you today.
0: Yeah, glad that you're here. Super excited to dive into this topic because I think it's one that gets overlooked a lot in the world of entrepreneurship. You know, we talk about mindset, we talk about business, uh, marketing, all this fun stuff, but I think finances kind of gets the back burner when it it necessarily doesn't need to get the back burner because it's such a crucial part. You know, profits, you know, debt, uh, investments, all these things in a we don't learn about finances growing up. So, you know, where should we even start with finances? There's there's so much. I mean, we got people with school debt, we got business debt, we got just consumer debt, we've got investing, you know. If people are trying to get control of their finances and improve their financial wellness, where do they need to be start where do they need to start looking first?
1: I want to start by saying, Chris, uh, I grew up in poverty. In Louisville, Kentucky, not too far away from Indiana. And it's not often that we speak to people in our families, communities, or in our educational system about about money. Uh, There was a time I never thought that I would be in the position that I that I am in. And I truly believe we need to get to the psychology of money to get to our to our mindset, to change our money mindset, because often you can hear people say, of these particular myths, that money's the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. It's greedy to want a lot of money. I have to work hard, you know, to earn money. But that's truly not the case. It's shifting past those myths and, and overcoming these barriers and challenges that we're all accustomed to. Because, like I mentioned, we don't have money talks. We don't have talks at the dinner table. We're told to stay hush. Don't talk about money. It's too taboo. But money profoundly impacts our lives. So we want to get to the root of your financial difficulties, start building financial goals, building a solid foundation, financial
0: foundation
1: for individuals, entrepreneurs, and business owners
0: out there. And with business owners, where do you see their biggest struggle with finances? I mean, there's a lot out there, but so where do you, where do you see the most struggle for business owners?
1: You know, I think that it boils down to education for one, you have to educate yourself. You have to work with a business coach, financial coach, financial advisor, and expert out there. You know who help who can help you overcome those challenges, those difficulties. And you can't take advice because the holidays are coming up. You can't take money advice from your family, your relatives, or your neighbor because they could be experiencing you know the same things. Right. So you know we have to get to the numbers. You have to know the numbers. Okay. You have to know what an income statement is, a balance sheet is, a cash flow statement, and really get into those profit and loss statements to get into your costs, your revenue, your expenses over a specific period of time. You have to do an overview of where your company is in a financial standing at a specific time. Know your assets, your liabilities, and if you're a larger company out there, your shareholder equity, so you can start to build up. A successful, not not a business that's just surviving, but that's thriving out there. Yeah.
0: So with that, you know, that's a lot, and education is key to that. How do people not get overwhelmed when they're starting out? Then trying to learn all this, obviously finding a coach to guide them, but maybe if they don't have the profit margin yet to invest in that, like, I guess where would be number one place to start. I know, is it just kind of looking at your numbers and yep. knowing what's coming in, what's coming out? Is that the kind of the the groundwork to start with? I would say build that groundwork, building that solid
1: financial foundation for yourself is key. You know, build up your foundation, your one one keep it simple, stick to the basics, you know, have a financial mindset, you know, understand your personal finances, because if your mm. personal finances are dysfunctional, then your business finances tend to be dysfunctional too and in a disarray. So you have to set yourself up uh, for for uh, these strong particular situations. And it depends on what level you're at. You know, some people may be in the beginner stage. I just spoke about some things in the beginner stage that you can do, create a, a solid foundation for yourself, know your cash in, cash out, establish, establishing a budgeting process, staying away from debt. Because debt can make your business insolvent, and we want to build businesses that are solvent, that last. Stay, know how to manage your credit mm-hmm. if you're in that beginner stage. have a preparedness, a saving preparedness, a game plan, a strategy, a savings plan, okay? Uh, if you're in that intermediate stage, build an entrepreneurship strategy for yourself that's low cost. So you don't take on a lot of costs immediately because that's what people can't do. Chris, you build businesses, you know, that some people put the carriage before the horse and we want to make sure that you build a solid business and it doesn't always have to be brick and mortar because you build an e-commerce business. I have too. make sure you got the right people around you. And for, you know, a higher level, higher level people out there have a foundation a growth strategy. Uh, As you increase your financial knowledge, and it may require you to read journals, periodicals, the Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, attend workshops, seminars, take online classes, whether they're free or paid. We're saying invest in yourself, Chris. Yeah.
0: Invest in yourself. Yeah, I think that's huge. In any aspect of life and business, it's definitely investing in yourself. I can agree more with you there. And, you know, to go back to a point you made earlier about debt and uh, accumulating debt in a poor way, do you have a position on, you know, the consumer debt, you know, the credit cards, buying things you don't necessarily need versus business debt? Is there a good and bad debt or do you see it all as negative? Well, we live in America. we (laughs)
1: with some credit cards in the 1980s, early 1990s, it. Put our consumer cycle in a different phase. Mm. So I was speaking with one of my coaching clients, and she has a bunch of credit cards. And I'm, you know, I'm asking her to come up with a strategy to to pay off the smaller accounts first, and then start to, you know, snowball the rest of the accounts. So yeah. there must be a credit and debt management plan. Now, how can you use credit? Wisely is that's what we should be asking people Mm -hmm. too, and that's what we do. You know, at Freedom Financial Institute, you know, um, uh, my company, you know. So it's understanding how to use credit, know credit terms, credit uh, limits, terms and conditions. Get a second pair of eyes to look over that information if you if you need to. Yeah, okay. To really understand how credit works, because there's people out there that's racking up debt right now. Uh, even after the pandemic, we uh, during the pandemic, we saw credit, people paying off credit cards because people were getting money. Mm-hmm. But soon after, we're back at a trillion dollars of credit card debt in America. People continue to just rack up credit card debt, suffocate themselves. And there's individuals, not only in America, but the world yeah. living in a debt-bonded situation, working just to pay off debt. We don't want you to do that. We want you to- pay off your credit cards, give yourself a raise, take that discretionary income, disposable income, get an emergency savings, get three to six months of emergency savings set aside for yourself. Once that's established, invest in yourself, invest in a business, a startup business, send your kids to college, go on vacation and work. You know, we want you to seek financial independence and freedom, and for businesses, businesses, why not start a business? You know, but you know, you need a plan. You need a strategy. Mm-hmm. Businesses are everywhere yeah. around the globe. Ninety-nine percent of companies are small businesses, and every large business you could think of—Microsoft, Google, Amazon—started off as at a small at a small business phase. And I'm sure they went maybe into the red starting up, but you got to find a way to get into the black, mm-hmm. right? To find a way to have a financial plan to finance your business not for a year, not only for two years, for five, 20, 30 years down the road because businesses create intergenerational wealth, yep. creates jobs. Your businesses support communities, as you know.
0: Yeah. So with that, you know, I, I, I'm taking a guess here. Someone listening to this, because of the debt situation in America, they're listening, saying, Ty, you know, I screwed up, you know, I went to college, got student loans, and then I got into that debt cycle with credit cards. And, you know, now I I just, I'm struggling. I can barely make the payments. Some of them, I'm not making the payments. What's the plan? What steps can they take? Like what, I guess, yeah. So what if they can't make payments and they're trying to, they're out there, you know, they're, they're treading water. They're just trying to survive, uh, in this. Inflation, economic time we're in. Um, what would you say to those people who are really trying to, but they just aren't bringing enough in to make payments? Chris, I truly believe
1: financial illiteracy is a is a world epidemic. Right? We don't we don't we don't teach financial education, and we should be pushing our financial systems, our political systems, to teach people financial uh, to have financial education as part of our daily lives. Yeah. Uh, Taught at three universities, built curriculum uh, for two schools of businesses in America, and I taught financial education, personal finance because I, 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 as as working in my twenty years of banking, mortgage, and and finance, it pained me to see people piling up debt, not saving money, and creating and not creating having challenges and difficulties, not creating generational wealth, and it didn't matter if someone made twenty thousand dollars. Or two hundred thousand dollars a year, the issues were the same. You know, for so for our listeners out there who are struggling to make those debt payments, for one, you have to open up your credit card bills, take it heads on, and have a financial mindset, and start to start to really dive into your financial situation and take control. You know, of that debt. Mm-hmm. There's there's different ways to attack. You know, this problem. Whether it be to write down all of your credit cards, your loans, your personal loans, your mortgage debt that you have, and start to you know pay off those those credit cards slowly but surely, you yeah. can contact creditors to work out payment plans, repayment plans, because often credit cards that go to collections right
0: get well, for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Okay. So, so should someone. Should someone, if they're trying to pay it off, you know they're they're maybe missing some, but paying the bigger ones, and those ones they're missing go to collections, like you mentioned. Is that a good strategy, or is that just something to let happen if if you're just in a tight spot? So you like because you like you said, pay off on pennies to the dollar. Should you just let it go to collections, or should you try your best to make keep payments going and not go um to that route? I would do my best. I would suggest. That everyone
1: pays their credit card bills on time. If you have to set up online bill payments through your banking account, checking account, savings account, those automatic payments will make sure that your 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 creditors are paid on time. Yep. You can you can establish the snowball method where you list all your credit cards on one piece of paper, you know, pay the pay the smallest amounts down pay above the principal. Once the first card is paid off, you take that principal, that principal payment, apply it to the next, the next, the next, smallest, to largest. Or you can do the avalanche method where you list all the high interest credit cards, the loans that you have with high balances, and you start to chop it that way, chop your credit cards that way, or work it from both ends. When I worked in banking, I often did debt consolidation uh, loans for people to consolidate debt, you know, but doing stress tests, two or three factors have to happen when you go to consolidate your debt. You have to make sure you get to, get into a lower interest rate, mm-hmm. maybe a, a better term conditions, and you're saving two, three, four hundred dollars a month, not just twenty five or fifty dollars, because that makes no sense. Get substantial right. savings if you do a debt consolidation loan. There's others, or contact a financial coach like myself. You can reach okay. out to Ty Grady at Ty at freedomfinancialinstitute.com, and I'll be able to give you some help. Okay. There's help out there. You're not alone. Yeah. I was in a situation where I had I had, my wife had $40,000, $50,000 in credit card debt. You can check our story out on our website, but we paid it off. Yeah. But you need a strategy, clarity, financial confidence. And you have to take actions and establish financial goals. All right.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And so with that, so say they have a plan and they're doing their best, you know, they're paying and and something does go to collections. Maybe they forgot about it. Maybe Mm -hmm. they just didn't pay it because they're trying to pay everything else. And that one just didn't fit in the budget. You know, I don't know much about that the debt collection system i don't know how that works like in my mind like it's a scary thing they're going to come knock on your door and and take you to prison like i just don't know much about it um so what happens if if something does go to collections if someone's listening to this and saying i think you know i think i have something going to go to collections what happens in that situation um are they going to go to jail like what what's that process look like
1: Well, Chris, that's a great question because I was in that situation years ago as Mm. a teenager. One of my cousins back in Louisville, Kentucky, took out some utility bills in my name. And it wasn't years after that I learned that he did so. Hmm. So I I would advise people to check your credit report. Often you could put fraudulent activity indicators on your credit report, but pull your credit report Scan the credit report. Look at current accounts that you have open. If you have particular collections that you have, don't worry. I've been there. Here's a method that you can you can uh, use. And mm. if this approach is call the credit card company, call the creditors up, the collection agencies up. Okay. Their numbers are typically located on the back of the credit report. Call them up. And let's say, for example, you owe $300 on a mobile phone, a cell phone bill. Okay, an old gym membership. Call the creditors up and say, hey, if I'm willing to settle this account in the next 15 to 30 days, they, the what you owe is $300. Offer them $150, $150, you know, maybe even $100 to settle the account. Make sure that you pay them on time as promised, uh, that you get a letter of satisfaction. And then you have to mention to them to update that collection account on your credit report so that clears. And then you'll start to see your credit score creep up. I mean, you know, and i not going to say creep up, right? Start to increase. Start mm-hmm. to increase. Okay. Start to go up. And you do it with the next agency and the next agency and the next agency. And you eliminate the anxiety, mm-hmm. the in your life you sleep better at night because you're taking control people yeah your own finances and giving yourself clarity and it changes the conversation with your family your significant other as you go to improve your lifestyle and for the the lifestyle for your loved
0: ones gotcha okay so you have a little bit of, of room if if a collector sends you stuff or do they call? Like, do they come to your house and not, again, I don't know the process. Is it just a mail do, and do they just call your phone? Do they come to your house? What's the usual process for debt collectors?
1: Depending on the amount, depending okay. on the amount. Those, these credit card, these agencies, these collection agencies, they'll keep hitting your credit score up. So your credit score will keep dropping. You know, that's. Yeah in itself to see your credit score drop because your credit score is going to be tied to interest rates so mm-hmm. the better your credit score the better you will be qualified and approved for interest rates whether it be on a house or both alone now they don't okay. knocking on your door but sometimes depending on the amount and the aggressiveness of the collection agency the creditor mm-hmm. they can harness wages going to your account uh, it happened to you know someone in my wife's family in Michigan where she owed money, she had a money in the account. they came and called the money out of her of her account, which was an account that was being used for her grandson and another relative, so that money was gone and lost so just wow. don't if these creditors are sitting back uh
0: so they can come into your bank yeah, and just take money
1: mhm mhm.
0: Does that be connected to the credit card, or can be any account? They can just come into your account and say, "I'm taking your money." They can come into that account, any account, or is it connected to the credit card? Well, if they can, if they can find out
1: where you're banking at, and it makes sense, right? Because information shared between finance institutions, <laughs> absolutely, sir, absolutely. Um,
0: what? That's crazy. Absolutely. So they, wow. So they could come and just wipe your whole checking and savings out to clear yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. They sure can. Interesting. Depending on the amount and depending on the, the type of debt. What's that debt. amount? Is there usually a certain amount that they will start doing that? Or is it just kind of depending on the company? I don't know the pick particular amount, but I've seen it where
1: uh, it personally happened to me before, right? Mm. I also won a couple thousand dollars in the past. I've been through it. That's, that's why I'm <laughs> Yeah. I'm saying, what happened to me? Okay. I owed a couple thousand dollars, which is a significant amount. Uh, to you know out there to oh and they came into my account checking account and hmm. i said wow that is crazy okay let me learn from this type of behavior yeah let me not keep going down this this dark road and get off this hamster wheel and clean my history up and now I'm able to share this information with people and because mm-hmm. we people excelling in life loving right. what you do Having a passion and getting on a roadmap to financial success, and these are the little things that we can do that we sometimes miss in life because we don't have, we don't understand how money works. We don't have money talks in the household, in the community, in our education systems. And often, thank God I was able to, you know, come out of my situation as a child and a teenager to go work in banking, and I'm a person who wants to share and dissolve some of these issues and problems that I've seen over my 20 years working in these industries so we can better prepare people because it will improve lives, improve the job market, improve the economy. Chris, can we help everyone? No, sir, right? All right. But we want to make sure we can get our contact, we can get make contact, get our information, make ourselves available to people who are ready to take their lives to the next level to get to get a sense of financial security, to hold on to their standard of living, and 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 to bring it into the next generation.
0: Yeah, and I I love that, I think it's needed. I wish they would teach it in school more. All this stuff, but you know, say someone, you know, taking action, they've uh, contacted their creditors, they're starting up payment plans, all this stuff, they're paying off debt. You know, but during all this, their credit has taken a hit. You know whether it went into collections or whatever it might be, the credit has taken a hit. so they've got this plan they're they're initiating it, things are going okay, like they're paying stuff off. What are some steps that people can take to improve their credit besides just making the payments, or is that the only way? Mm-hmm. you know what what someone can do for our, for our young listeners out there because it's it's difficult
1: sometimes when you're young, I'm a former college professor and you're looking to establish credit cards. Credit history. So, what you can do is take out a secured credit card, Mm -hmm. right? You know, or unsecured credit card, and you can start, you know, put, go to your bank, taking out an unsecured credit card, you know, putting, uh, you know, a secured credit card, putting $200 in the account, securing it against those two, that $200, start to take money, you know, off of that to build your credit history up. If you're someone out there who needs to, Continue to reestablish credit. Make sure that you're looking at your credit report, staying on top of the activity within mm. your report. When you pay off collections, when you pay off debts, contact the three agencies, the credit agencies, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, and t- indicate to them your activity, what you're doing. Hey, I just paid this MasterCard up. I just paid this old collection up. Could you update my credit report? Okay. Uh, you don't have to take out more credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I need to take out 10 credit cards to pay
0: credit. Really right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, of course, obviously paying off paying your rent or paying your mortgage, paying your loans down, that'll adds to it and helps your credit as well.
1: Student loans, car payments, or installment loans. Mm loans, you pay off these Mm -hmm. installments until the debt's gone. That is not bad credit because you definitely want to have a mixed use of credit. It's good to have credit cards, student loans. Don't don't feel bad people out there. And car loans, okay? It's good to have a blended mix of credit. That will improve your credit score, right? Your credit degree to show that you have the ability to repay in different areas. So, Just, uh, but I've seen this, Chris. I I, when I worked in mortgages, I would do a refinance, I would do a a home purchase for individual or family, and then a person in the family or the individual goes out and opens up a a car loan, and then it blows it blows away the debt to income ratios. So with that and those these ratios, and I don't want to go too far into it. The debt to income ratio is your debt versus your income, and these type of ratios that people don't know about help to establish what your rate, what your terms and conditions would be. So you always have to be mindful not to take on that extra car, that extra payment. And if you do have a credit debt management plan to get these items paid off as soon as possible so you're not paying high interest or continue to pay
0: interest as you're in the loan. So kind of to round things out, because this has been great. This has been a lot of good information. Thing I've learned I didn't even know it was a thing, but um for those who are struggling, you know, to pay things off. They're just in a financial hurt. Um, what be maybe a couple things, a couple words of wisdom, a couple pieces of advice or, or whatnot that would benefit them that you could share to kind of close things out?
1: I would say and I want to say thank you, Chris, for allowing me to share once again. And if anyone out there needs help, uh, reach out to me at ty at FreedomFinancialInstitute.com dot com, or you can go to my website TyGrady.com, As as my other website uh, is getting a refresh, you know, done to it. You no, know, but I would I would think about your psychology of money. Mm. You know, think about how you can start to get to the root of your financial difficulties, overcome these myths. Build a financial foundation for yourself and give yourself some goals. Do you want to pay your debt off, start a business, work and go on vacation, pay off all your debt? Give yourself realistic goals that you can achieve. Once those goals are established, give yourself measurables. How are you going to measure your success? Because you, you know, once you create a budget. And create a budget for yourself. Once you create a budget for yourself, you have to reevaluate it, readjust it. You know, measure it. Measure your success. Take action, people. Remember, whatever you decide to do—your life, your career, business, or money—we're having money talks. Take action. Be realistic, and give yourself timelines to accomplish these goals. Right, whether it be exactly. saving and off your debt, saving it. Saving your money to establish your emergency fund to then go out to invest it. To invest it in yourself, whether that be a business, the stock market, IRAs, brokerage accounts, your kid's future. We talked about owning homes and property. I do real estate. Maybe you want to buy properties. Maybe it's just starting a business and be an entrepreneur, but invest it into yourself so you can start to create wealth for yourself. If, if, and if you're, safe, you're having some uh, trepidations, if you're having you know some doubt, put the next generation in front of you. Be selfless. Be selfless. Do it for someone that you love. Because these money talks will help you go to the next level so you can see a high level of financial independence. And it's going to be a lot, you'll be a lot happier doing it on your own. You don't have to pay people or someone hundreds of thousand of dollars to to learn a complex system. You could do it yourself. And if you need help, I'm there to help you out. My co- my email is ty at Institute dot com. You can find me on IG, Instagram at Grady one. I'm available on LinkedIn, YouTube. I am not hard to find, Chris, and you go there,
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Yeah, guys, definitely get connected with Ty, throw out great information so we can all learn more about finances and financial wellness and, um, yeah, continue just to improve for ourselves and for the future generation. So, again, Ty, thanks so much for sharing today, all your expertise, all your guidance, uh, and thanks again for being a guest on the Elevate Media Podcast.
1: Thank you, Chris. I'm looking forward to doing it again with you here in Florida.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to that for sure. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.